And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. And we're back, back for another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCourcy here with Lauren Conway. Hi, Lauren. Hi, Matt. How you doing? Going to Boston. We're going to Boston. Wait, are we going to park the car in the Harvard yard? I don't know, but we probably just pissed off everybody from Boston that's going to listen to this. So I'm going to stop with that. I'm not going to say chowder. (laughs) All right. Here we are for our episode about (laughs) Boston's top startups done by two people from the Kansas City area that clearly need to learn more about About what people from Boston sound like. Well, we got thir- 13 great companies that were very, very hard to choose in a very, very impressive startup ecosystem. So like, we got 13 companies on today's list and probably could have selected 30 or more. Yeah, that's what, that's what I heard. And I mean, even just looking over the list of, of I got honorees, uh, they're looking good. They've got some cool things happening in Boston. We're going to have yeah. to, we're going to have to make a startup hustle trip. Well, probably, you know, but one thing that everyone should know is that today's episode of startup hustle is brought to you by fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. If you need the people, the platform and the process to build a development team quickly and affordably, then go to fullscale. That's, that's my company. And we work with a lot of tech companies that are all over. Boston, yeah. who knows? Who knows? Got yeah. a whole bunch of them. I, I, you know, and I hear such good feedback from full scale clients. Like, I, you know that I know a few, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. They there love are you. quite a few to start with, but yeah. Yeah. Way to go. Yeah, by the time this came out, we will have been awarded. We just made it into Deloitte's Technology 500. <gasps> Yay. Congrats, yeah. man. That's huge. More awards. Happy to earn them. <laughs> I, you Your know, favorite. I'm just the guy that accepts them. It's the, it's the 300, it's the 300 employees at full scale that earn them. So thank you there. Okay. Let's jump right in first on the list. Now, you know, I actually, know what? let me back up. So let's talk a little bit about the lists and how this list works. Look, this is like you're on it or you're off it kind of thing. So just because we read a name first does not mean that that company is number one. It does also not mean that they are number 13. So we kind of treat this as like you're 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 on the list or you're not. Um, yeah. So please know that 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 comes in and all right. This is not so a first hierarchy. This is a showcase. Yes, right? and please also know that we do our best to pronounce the names <laughs> of these startups, and we laugh because every month. I was when I saw this first one because I'm like Matt got it. Uh-oh. I know. I don't know how to pronounce it. It's either Acho or Acho. Uh, so that's led by CEO and co-founder Vin- Vincent Yang and uh, engineer co-founder Timothy Zhang. You can go to acho.io to learn more about them. So Acho is an all-in-one data app development platform, and it can connect and transform and productize data in one place. So it, basically what they do is they provide data connectors and development toolkits and building blocks so any other data worker can turn uh, you know, can can connect data and make it useful. And, you know, this is a really hot topic. And, uh, you know, this is a, a company that's off to a great start, 2.4 million in funding. Um, and that's a, recently. So, you know, part of what tech companies struggle for is first off, what do you do with the data you collect? Does it have any valuable, is it, does it have any value to it? And then what can you do to make make it actionable? So, you know, you hear so much about data science and AI and ML and, you know, but thing is, is if you can't take all that data and wrangle it into something useful, it doesn't have a whole lot of value. So, right. you know, thank you for 
to Acho, or uh, I'm assuming it's not at Let's just go Is ahead and say Acho. Like, let's go all yeah. in on it. <laughs> yeah, and I'm 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 down with that. But yeah, yeah. I mean, the, I I love I love things. I love toolkit kind of startups too. I love people that that take a pa- find you know a passion and usefulness and uh, providing the tools that other people need. And, you know, there's a, a very, uh, Im, you know, interesting phrase that says that the people that make a lot of money during a gold rush aren't usually the miners. They're the people that sell pickaxes and shovels. Right. So toolkits are very valuable and uh, keep up the good work. Keep up the good work, Acho. Well done. Uh, so next up on the list, we have one that I can easily pronounce, I think. Adept ID, uh, CEO and co-founder Fernando Rodriguez Villa and chief data scientist and co-founder Brian DeAngelis have put together. A, so Adept ID is a developer of machine learning powered talent matching software. And I, I actually, so I, I think this sounds super cool. So when you think about um, kind of those resume reading systems, you know, different career management or recruiting management platforms, most of them operate from a, a space of negative. We are looking for people who match these exact things. And if you don't match these keywords, you know, whatever keywords work for the position, then you're not going to be identified or flagged by the system. But Adept ID, what they're doing, I find this interesting. What they're actually trying to do is they're trying to, they're trying to find hidden those hidden superstars, those hidden rock stars. And so what they're doing is they've used AI and they've created a platform that can pre-identify and help you find talent based on the skills and the, the background and experience that you're looking for. Their artificial intelligence was trained by looking at actual career paths and applicant pools of thousands of workers. And then using that to uncover skills that might be transferable from one position to another. And I just, I think that that is so cool. Uh, You know, one of the big concerns when it comes to recruitment is that bias that lives in there. And so by, by creating this artificial intelligence interface, you're removing some of that bias and you're actually, you're finding those gems that might be hidden amongst your teams and amongst your applicants. Right. I think that's pretty cool. Well, I know quite a bit about this because, you know, Fullscale and Fullscale.io, That's this is part man. of what we do. And this is a very <laughs> difficult thing. So, you know, a common issue that you run into is that people apply for a job because said job opening is advertised. And, the, and you know, they may have only had professional exposure to one thing, but they're passionate about something that's nearby or adjacent. Right. And, you know, this is a real, this is a real challenge. So, you know, it was four years ago at full scale where we really discovered the, and began our love affair with what we call the polyglot, which is the, the, the developer that has this like ultimate utility and they're just good at all forms of code. So, you know, it took us a long time to learn how to identify that within our own within our own walls. One thing we do know is that a lot of times someone was doing one job and they were passionate about pursuing something else. So part of what's made our company grow so quickly is the ability to take people that were passionate about something and match them with a client that had a need for that same passion, which what happens in that, in any organization is when you get that alignment, it just, it turns into really great results. It's yeah. just that simple. Cause if you're passionate about what you do, you wake up with a, with a vigor and, and, and pep in your step that you might not, if you're just doing a quote job Absolutely. Um, and you know, talent, any company's biggest asset is the people that work at the company and being able to find people that are good at stuff. And like, I'm telling you, there's a, there's a ton of it out there. Take a look at the people that work at your company or your coworkers and like, say, are they, are you doing what you're really passionate about? So, yeah, yeah I mean, you know, I, I, hats off to Adept ID on being able to do that. And, you know, you, you look at some of these huge companies too, going through all the CV or the resume data, you know, they call it CV outside the United States. Right. That, Curri- that's curriculum Vital. Vital. It's Latin. It's V-I-T-A-E. Yeah, Vitae. I had thank you for correcting me. 
your your Latin skills. I do, out, I do what I can. You know, it, it may be a dead language, but it lives on in my heart. It's not dead. It's used <laughs> all the time in a lot of different places. So, yeah, yeah. So I actually went to a high school that offered Latin. I was like, I'm going to pass on that. My sister took it, and she's a doctor now. She said, "You know what's crazy? You know what's crazy? All right, I know that we're we're going down a, a tangent, but uh, the cool thing is when you learn Latin, it actually serves as the base for so many languages that it helps you learn other languages. To help you become a polyglot. Yeah, exactly. There you go. <laughs> All right, next on the list, Ario, and this is led by Brannick Wikes and Brendan Quinlan. You can go to A R Y. Eo.com. That's, what, that's why I'm laughing, buddy. Yeah. At Ar- for Ario? Ario, yeah. Yeah. Are we sure that's well, I felt like now? I wanted to spell that because like <laughs> Ario, you could feel like R-E-O. But uh, so this is a, they're building the future of real estate content. And, you know, a visual representation of a home is important. And with home buyers now expecting images, videos, 3D tours, floor plans, you know, how do you do that? There's all these different tools, cameras, things like that. So um, you know, the thing I like about this is I, I have felt for a long time that the whole real estate process of listing, viewing, all of that yeah. is ripe for dis- uh, disruption. And sure. I look around and, you know, because I shopped for a home this year at one point. And, you know, like every every listing that had something had, it was weird. You know, it was like, here's the virtual tour. And it's like just redirecting me to like a YouTube. Yeah. Or something like that. And I just kept looking at, it, at all this stuff and I'm like, man, like there's got to be a better way to offer this and make this easy for people. So yeah, it's, uh, um, you know, somebody's received 7.2 million in funding. Uh, latest round was in August of 2022. So definitely a lot of movement going forward and uh, keep up the good work ario well done ario and thank you like the home buying process anything to make that less complicated i'm in thank you well (laughs) you don't waste your time if you can get a good representation and see exactly what a house or a property looks like then it it, well i had one that i had discounted and because i didn't think it looked that great and then i watched the virtual tour and i was like holy shit this place is awesome yeah so i mean it's about just providing a better experience and all that so yeah absolutely it's the digital equivalent of baking cookies before an open house kind of deal you have to make the whole thing attractive there you go let's reach out to them what can we do to put the the apple pie and fresh cookie smell does the app do that yeah i feel like that should be the next step it might be so so, Uh, so give it time yep speaking of next steps uh, next up, we have Because Intelligence. See, I get all the easy to pronounce ones. Uh, with CEO and co-founder Ashlyn Stansberry and head of product Travis Leiden. Uh, because is a no-code automation platform that helps high SKU stores manage product page content and scale to grow the revenue. So it integrates into Shopify, one of the largest e-commerce platforms out there helps over 1,100 growing e-commerce stores increase their conversion rate. Using both product and site visitor data, e-commerce managers can update content across their site and dictate when and where to show key messaging. And as someone who has used Shopify in the past and a few other e-commerce platforms, number one, I think we need to let Andrew Morgans know about this. And number two... We need to discuss the fact that uh, managing product is really, really difficult, like inventory when you're trying to create a, a strong e-commerce experience. So I, I'm 100% on this. Uh, it looks like they've got some other integrations coming soon. They have raised $3.7 So clearly the market is dictating that there is a need for this. Latest funding was raised May 18th, 2022. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm pretty excited about that, Matt. Do you you you've had you've had to do uh, manage a, a digital platform for your e-commerce sales before, right? It's not it's not easy. Not, it's not, necess- always not necessarily for mine, but for clients or people in and around my my personal. Yeah. Whether it was consulting in the past or clients that you know we have at full scale, and we're not we're not Shopify developers at at full scale, but we have a few clients where we have built adjacent platforms that manage whatever. 
Yeah. And, you know, I, I, you know, it, you're talking about, we keep using the term Shopify here. I like what Shopify does because they've really done a great job of, of putting a lot of efficiency type tools and they make it easy for you to sell something and, you know, run that sale, have it ready to go, print the label, all that. Yeah. And, you know, but with that, there are, there is a need for tools that, you know, so, so many people are trying to sell a product. They have their own e-commerce store and they need tools to learn how to, you know, to, to improve the user or buyer experience. I, I, I'm a big fan of anything that helps, helps end users sell more stuff. Yeah. And, and in this particular case, you're just talking about the ability to like, I don't know, you talk about things like product recommendations or different things. So I'm assuming that, uh, you know, I'm assuming that that's, you know, that because intelligence is going to help make better recommendations. Like if you see uh, closely related products and all, then there's four of them and all four of them have nothing to do with what you would buy or they're just out right. there. Yeah. And then, you know, they mentioned, you know, in this, that high skew. So do you know what skew stands for? SKU? I actually don't. I, I vaguely understand Most people what it don't. Is, but I don't know what it stands but for. But you know what a SKU is. Yeah. Right. But yeah, stock it's keeping a unit. Code. Oh, it stands what for stock keeping unit. Stock yeah. keeping unit. Okay. Yeah, SKU. Yeah. Most people didn't know a little fun fact about SKUs, but I mean I once was a manager in a company that had a quarter million SKUs. And like if you have to try to like think about how long it would take you just to open a page for yeah. all of them. I just, I just breathed. Holy shit. Because yeah. So yeah. Much. By the way, that as I, be, as I worked as a manager in that one of our goals was to not have that many SKUs. And we right. Got there <laughs> All right. Next on the list, we've got cloud truth and cloud truth is configuration as a service. And they centralize access to secrets, parameters, and environment variables uh, for building and deploying runtime. Now this for people that might not understand how software platforms often work and scaling and building a team that goes along with it, these type of configurations that exist all over your platform, they're in servers, they're in sign-ons, they're in a whole lot of stuff. They're a real pain in the ass. Yeah, they are. So especially when you have to change them. So you change them and now you have to maybe get a development team of 30 different people to understand that change. The re the, this is a new one. I haven't seen a, I haven't seen in all of our travels, I haven't seen a configuration as a service. So I feel like these, these folks are operating, you know, cloud truth is operating at an, in a niche a space that is needed. So yeah. CEO Christian Tate and CTO Matt Conway, that's Conway, not Conway. Conway, yes, Close. there is a difference. See, that's the difference in configuration right there. One has an A and the other doesn't, but they sound the same. But yeah, like the, so you just end up with so much wasted time and fails and just communication, a lot of stuff. So this is definitely needed. And uh, the world of venture capital agrees 5.3 million in funding to date. And, uh, you know, keep leveraging those APIs, CLIs and GUIs. It's a lot of acronyms. That's a lot there. of jargon, man. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, so so coming up next, we have I, I didn't see any jargon here, but we have Dip Jar uh, with CEO Chris Selland and VP of Marketing and Strategy Melissa Smith. Now, now this is really interesting to me because you know Innovator is a social impact organization, and we do a lot of fundraising, and it is. It's, it's a monumental process to stay in front of potential donors, make sure that you are making it as easy as possible for them to donate. Matt, you and I have had discussions about that in the past. Yes. I, ha I have been yelled at, uh, <laughs> but rightfully so, rightfully so. That was uh, forcible suggestion. <laughs> Uh, it was brilliant. You were absolutely right. But, you know, Matt was like, hey, how can I donate if I don't know how to donate? Uh, well, Dipjar is, is helping. Dipjar has created an integrated platform, apps, and connected devices to create giving moments and enable cashless generosity for engaging and 
engaging in frictionless donations. They are enabling a one-step collection of credit card donations through its easy-to-use and unique hardware. And this is really interesting because often your most... um, your most profound fundraising actually happens during events and engagement opportunities, like when you're out in the community. And so having access to hardware that integrates with a, an actual cash acceptance or uh, money acceptance platform, that would be hugely beneficial for someone like me, like making sure that you have a really, really easy to use system in place that makes it as easy as possible for potential donors to give you their money. You know, we have, we have to remember. I'm probably going to buy this for you, by the way. Are you? (laughs) Yeah. Cause like, I mean, I think about like a square reader or something like, and just you being able to, how often are you around someone? They're like, I'd love to give you a donation. And then you can't, well, as well, hold my beer. (laughs) <laughs> because you can do that right now. Right now. And then you can yeah. see how serious they really were about giving. Well, and I mean, we have, so we have our monthly, we have at least one engagement event every month. And I just feel like this could be really useful. Dipjar could be really, really useful for us to optimize and maximize those kinds of donations as, a, as an opportunity. You know, we like money at social impact organizations and we don't tend to have a lot. So, Finding ways to bring in more cash so that we can serve our constituents better. That's always huge. And so, so dip jar, you're doing, you're doing good work. Well done. Yeah. Once again, a big fan of, of anything that helps organizations like yours or anyone make that process easier. Now, speaking of things being easier, finding expert software developers doesn't have to be difficult, especially when you visit fullscale.io, where you can build a software team quickly and affordably. Use the Fullscale platform to define your technical needs and then see what available developers, testers, and leaders are ready to join your team. Fullscale.io to learn more. That's my company. I would love to hear from you. I really, truly am passionate about helping other entrepreneurs and founders build the teams that they want. So, yeah. and we're pretty good at it. Apparently. We are pretty good at it. Well, actually, yeah. hold, hold on a second, Matt, you ready for this? Sure. So for folks listening at home, uh, many of you may not know that full scale is actually one of the largest supporters, most significant supporters of innovate her KC. And we're very, very grateful. But another thing that you might not know is Matt DeCourcy is what we call the Da Vinci of mid-roll sponsor reads. When we're talking about sponsorships <laughs> in the middle of our episodes, uh, Matt is a master of integrating and organically introducing the sponsor. So this is what I was going to do, Matt. Are you ready? Sure. Speaking of organizations that can help people like innovate her KC, you know, finding software developers doesn't have to be difficult. You could check out <laughs> Was that a good one? Did I do good? You're getting there. You're getting there. <laughs> I do uh, after, you know, nearly a thousand episodes or I don't know when this is coming out before or after <laughs> we may have just had our thousandth episode or whatever. If you go, yeah, we talked about that in our episode wrap up. We did. I mean, dude, you I've are, had a lot of reps and I sh- if I'm not good at that, if I'm not good at any of this by now, then I mean, <laughs> I, I should quit. Well, all right. you are the example to which we all aspire. Thanks. And Lauren threw in that, that donation thing. Cause she knows that I don't seek the recognition there. So she pinned me he in a really corner. On that it one. frustrates me. There like, was, there a was bit. a, that, there was intent there. I got that. All right. Next on the list, I have intent and my intent is to announce this next company on the list feature bite and led by CEO Rozzy. I'm, man, I'm str- I'm going to butcher your name, buddy, and I'm sorry. Razi Razinuin and and Javier Canort. Okay. Feature bite. I'm sorry. I, I did really, not, really love that we just that was, were not that was tough. and we just try it anyway. <laughs> that was tough. That was a tough one. Razi, your last name is not easy to say, but I know you know that, so you won't be mad. Featurebyte developed a SaaS solution engineering platform specifically made for data scientists to simplify the creation, serving management, and monitoring of machine learning features. Um, as I kind of mentioned in the in the you know prior company that we talked about in this. I mean, this is a real thing. Um, A lot of companies are trying to manage, wrangle, and use their data for actionable reasons. And it's difficult, you know, and and feature engineering can be the weakest link in scaling AI. 
and it requires the confluence of domain knowledge, data science, and data engineering. And those are all things that aren't always easily understood. So back to platforms and tools that make it easy for other people to do a better job. I'm a big fan. Feature Byte, keep it up. 5.7 million in funding. 5.7 5.7 million. That's significant. Yeah, we're keeping it pretty early stage here in Boston. That's the yeah. that's the vibe I'm getting. You know that. Well, that's good. That's good. I feel like there's some got, there's I mean, some companies there that have raised like some a kind ton. of criteria because I mean it 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 has been remarked that apparently Boston is just a hotbed of yeah, entrepreneurial oh yeah. activity. Uh, so yeah, I well, there's I, a lot of feeders up there. I mean, obviously Boston's yeah. a major market, and you know you sure. have schools like M- MIT and Harvard and places like that. Um, Running some, running some real smart people out into the into the startup scene. Heck yeah! You know, I started my day today with recording an episode with a guy that had a Stanford PhD in AI and machine learning. So people ask, "What's the hardest part about startup hustle?" Having an intelligent conversation with people that are clearly way smarter than me is a good place to start. I all yeah, I, I hear that. I, I admit, I always feel pretty intimidated. Like once we start talking, we, when I get a deep tech guest or a yeah. supply chain guest, like I always feel that imposter syndrome. Like I'm going to give this a try. We'll see how it goes. But I'm probably going to sound it like an idiot at multiple points in this conversation. And you just have to make your peace with that. I just assume <laughs> that the people listening to the show often times as well don't know what they're ta- the guest yeah is talking about so i do my best to just try to simplify things just keep up so, yeah. yeah yeah all right you're very very good at it uh well so so next up and and this is actually i was really really interested in this one so one screen dot ai that's who we're going to talk about next and i'm going to go ahead and give the names a shot but we've got ceo and co-founder sam hmm mali karjunin <laughs> Sure. Uh, and CTO and co-founder Andre Oprizen. Why not? Uh, but OneScreen.ai is a marketplace provider for buying and selling out-of-home OOH advertising. So we're talking billboards. We're talking blimps. We're talking buses, wrapped cars, connected TVs, but in bars and restaurants. And I find this so interesting because we're, we're now in like the social media age and so many people rely on social media, that digital footprint to advertise their, their goods and services, whatever it is. And one of the things that I find really, really interesting is how do you capture the folks who maybe aren't on social media or the folks who are, you know, walking, kicking around your town, you know, just trying to find and in trying to find services like yours. And so OOH advertising, uh, it's always really fascinated me. It has long been the most creative, eye-catching and unblockable ad medium on the planet. You can't avoid it. It's just there. So with OneScreen.ai, their online marketplace and uh, suite of AI-powered tools, with that, real-world marketing is just as accessible, targeted, and measurable as digital marketing, which is huge. I mean, how do you determine your ROI on a billboard? Well, you use a tool like OneScreen.ai. <laughs> I just, I, I think. Or how, awesome. or how do you even place an ad on a billboard? I, I mean, that's I that's the thing too. That. Yeah. And I mean, now yeah. think about it. You know, we're here in KC. Like, if you go down into the crossroads, there are a bunch of build, billboards around the crossroads. There's and billboards there everywhere. I mean, I drive past a bunch of them on my way to drive down here today. And sometimes yeah. I, I look at them. I'm like, man, that'd be a really good spot to advertise. And then, and then I forget about it. Quite honestly. Yeah. Well, because you see those ads and it's like, just the fact that you're looking here means that outdoor advertising works. And it's like, oh shit. Yeah, that's true. Because I just saw the thing. So, you know, I, I just think it's really interesting in this, this digital age, you know, getting back to basics and finding tools that can help you leverage those, those, those kinds of tools, the non-digital tools. I just think that's really interesting. I was fascinated by this one. I, 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 no, I agree. I agree. I, I mean, I'm constantly looking for new places to promote the things that I do, you know, and then some of that, this tells me that this would be a good, a good uh, uh, tool to help me, you know, you, you mentioned like a full scale ad or something like, I mean, I would want to put that in a place that had the most valuable traffic going by it, where people that were likely users of our services drove, 
on a yeah. daily basis. And exactly. I, well, don't even and know, I wouldn't even know where to start with that, quite honestly. So I like the idea. <laughs> and then maybe I'll get a blimp. Oh my gosh, that would be so much fun. Do you get to ride in the blink, blimp if you like hire a blimp? Pretty sure you don't. Okay. Well, yeah. that's But I'll that. ask. I'll, <laughs> I, I will ask after I check out one screen because I'm definitely going to check that out. Like that's actually, it really has been a hot topic. Like I've been saying, like, you know, you look at certain places, like for example, like Austin is a big and up, up and coming city and I don't have enough clients there. I want more clients. So yeah. like, but where could yeah. I, where could I put some, some advertising and, and ways that are non-digital. Yeah. Um, and you, I like the unblockable part. They have a good point. There I know that was, that was actually really brilliant. I'm like, ah. well, di so, but digital marketing has like a lot, of, it has a lot of weird restrictions around it that can yeah. make it difficult for, so, you know, like I mentioned at full scale, because a lot of these digital platforms look at us, you know, that we are, these are employment ads. Right. And they get blocked sometimes for weird reasons. I spend a lot of time like, I'm get like stating my case again yeah. to the same platform again. We actually have the same thing. So often they think that our content are political ads, which during yeah. like mid or elections and things like that, okay. they're like, Oh, this was flagged. And it's like, that's not, it's not yep. a political ad, but you know, how do you, how do you get past that? Well, you know, you find, you find workarounds like one screen.ai. <laughs> Uh, All right. so it, looks, it actually looks like real quick. It looks like we've actually got an episode. Uh, Matt Watson recorded compete less, integrate more. So keep an eye out for that listeners. Definitely want to check that one out and hear more about one screen.ai. All right. Next on the list, Overjet and Overjet's a software company that develop, develops a platform designed to reduce costs and improve the quality of dental care know all too well about that as I spent a couple hours in the dentist chair the other day and yeah, yeah. And it's combined. I've got, I've got a correct tooth, uh, that I, uh, like I've just been Don't sitting mask on it. around. I started with a cracked tooth and then I waited too long and just said, it ain't going to uncrack itself is all yeah. I got to say. Yeah. You are and, correct. And down that rabbit hole for a while. Look at you uh, looking out. Overjet combines deep learning of dental images and data science to empower dental Dental, dental providers and payers to deliver the best patient care. Um, pretty legit. They raised $77 million. So, Holy cow. That's yeah. Well, I mean, that's a huge industry for like dental yeah. and like dental is like one of the, it's, it's so interesting how, but how many different startups and platforms we see that are trying to right the wrongs of the medical Right. Because there's so oh, many, so much frustration. You know, my dentist does a, a pretty good job uh, yeah. with a lot of it, but you know, it's like, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how much it should have cost. Well, I don't, I don't know. I mean, do you want the cheapest dentist possible? I don't know if you do either. Probably like not. It depends on what they're doing. <laughs> But think, think about on what how impactful, doing. like really good dental care is. I mean, the fact is like dental disease, it often leads to other complications yep. and illnesses and situations. And True. I don't know. I mean, you've probably experienced dental pain, but it's one of the worst pains you can experience as far as I'm concerned. That's why so, I finally went to the dentist. Yeah. Were you having a lot of pain, bub? I was. I'm sorry. I know. And they were like, you know what? You know how you're not going to experience pain? You're going to take this tooth. You're going to take the two. It was huh? terrifying. Well, and I'm sure that, that Overjet could have, could have helped out there. Could or have maybe helped me find the right people to do it. Yeah. Because like I said, I just paid the bill at the end. I was like, okay, I don't know if it was <laughs> good or bad. All right. Yeah. Who's next on the list? I, I'm scared to talk about dentists anymore. Well, so, so next up we have Perch. CEO and co-founder Chris Bell and COO Matthew Montgomery, they have built a technology-driven commerce company that acquires and operates great brands at scale. So they have acquired and operate over 100 brands, raising over 900 million from investors. Didn't we just say that like we were focusing more on like early stage razors and stuff? Like, I mean, oh, they, okay. but they were founded in 2019. This is this company's three years old. That's crazy. Yeah. Congrats to you. Like I literally, ha I just got new glasses and I was like making sure that I was reading that correctly. That's a hell of a lot of funding. 
Yeah. Well, so so again, this is I I feel like maybe Andrew Morgans should have co-hosted this episode because he's you know he's such a giant in the e-commerce space and definitely check out his episodes, listeners. Uh, they drop on Tuesdays. Matt, is that? What, what do you uh, they drop they drop when they drop all right they drop when they drop yeah. definitely i'd love to tell you that we were truly that organized here at startup <laughs> on most on most weeks the tuesday shows come out on tuesday yeah on most weeks well so so perch is operating as a, a technology-driven commerce company that acquires and operates top Amazon FBA, which is fulfillment by Amazon, businesses with winning products in their respective categories, which is super cool. Because uh, I don't know, I don't know if you've been on Amazon lately, but uh, they have a lot of products. Yeah. <laughs> did you know that, Matt? Did you? Yeah, is that a surprise to you? My <laughs> wife has bought most of them. Is the reason why I know. But being able to navigate that, you know, with an organization that is prioritizing that quality, uh, you know, the strong customer views, they're looking for brands that are consistently one of the top three products within their category on Amazon. Uh, that's pretty cool. You know, they, they've got, oh, I want to check out. So, so it says that they've got an exfoliating brush, which I want to check out slime making kits, which I'm here playing with my slime right now. It's true. As we're true. speaking, I've been playing with it the whole time. That's because uh, Lauren knows she's got to keep her hands busy and not make noise banging on her desk or her microphone. True. I do get lectured periodically. Unfairly. Also so, true. I might add. Also true. <laughs> But yeah, so I mean, they've just got, they, they source and they, they acquire just really, really fantastic products. Cool. Yeah. So, <laughs> and I, I may be incorrect here, but I believe that this is a very deluxe version of what many refer to a hub and spoke model. So yeah. my guess is, and so hub and spoke model centralizes specific types of resources. Like for example, uh, it's, uh, so you look at any of these brands. So you know, while they've raised 900 million in investment, they've also acquired and operate over a hundred brands. So you look at some of these brands that you, you centralize the resources that could be marketing. It could be fulfillment. Now FBA, Amazon's doing that. Uh, a lot of this stuff you centralize in the, in the middle and it becomes wildly efficient and profitable to provide said centralized resources to all of the various brands or locations. To take that down a simpler number, it's actually, it's often cheaper to run 80 locations than it is to run eight. Right. For the same reason, because you still, you don't have a, a wildly different number of people. And sometimes you can't afford by as a solo brand to have, a data scientist or right. to have someone running a, an AI model that determines the best pricing for your this or that. So putting some of that in the center. Now I may be wrong about that, but that's what I believe is probably the case. And, and so basically you create this hype cannon that you can fire off and make these brands <laughs> better. I mean, that's yeah, I love that phrasing. Can I, can I use that? Yeah, I've been you. using it a lot lately, but Hi, it's true because a lot of that's what I would imagine that a lot of the companies that they're rolling up into this into this larger organization are oftentimes good at making the product. Yeah, but aren't always great at all the other things that go with it, which is right. kind of which is pretty typical with entrepreneurs. Yeah, you know? like, like entrepreneurial way, like most yeah. entrepreneurs, they're really passionate about their product or service, but when it comes to things aren't always like great at running and marketing and like all yeah. of those ancillary things that mm -hmm. you have to do, they're tough. <laughs> well, I think a cool thing with this too is I think there's also a lot of people that get stuck behind the brands or products that they've created, meaning yeah. like there isn't a ton of of people, places, or organizations that specialize in creating liquidity events yeah. for some of these founders. So I'd imagine that's, that's pretty good too. So, all right, next on the list, we have Silvertree and Silvertree is led by CEO and co-founder Dan Hosen, Hosenbach, <laughs> man, this is a tough list. Dan, I'm sorry, brother. I really am. I'm trying. Ho Jose Bachvili? Yeah, maybe. And then the, dire the director and co-founder, Stephen Chambers. Hey, there much you go. Your name. Dan, I'm sorry <laughs> for butchering your name, man. Silvertree.io. Maybe that'll make it feel better. But 
<laughs> um, so Silvertree is on a mission to inspire the world's aging population. They develop next-gen wearable technology that provides safety, connection, like a whole lot of things for older adults. Um, having recently, <clears throat> over the last few years, cared for aging parents, I gained <clears throat> I gained a whole nother level of respect for yeah. all of this. Well, and we're, you know, we're at the point now where like our boomers, the the largest generation that that are, you know, that the United States has seen, you know, we're they're aging into this. You know, they yeah. are of the age now where they're going to need assistive and adaptive technologies to help them stay in their homes and to help keep them safe when they're navigating the world. You know, we, I mean, the goal should be for our older populations to be empowered and feel safe doing the things that they love to do for as long as they possibly can. Right. And I feel like silver tree is a really fantastic opportunity to help older adults do that. Um, You know, aging with dignity and and independence that that's, it's something that as I age, I've started to think about a lot. Um, So, so silver tree is, is doing some really important stuff for, for people that we really care about. Right, Matt? Yeah. Well, yeah, I went through this with my dad who, you know, we were just trying to, it was kind of a pain in the ass just to get one of those, you know, things that he could wear that if he fell down, yeah, Yeah. like I've fallen and I can't get up kind of thing. But then, you know, next thing you know, there's like six different things. And, you know, like, unless you're going to wear this, like, you know, like eight necklaces and like five wristwatch kind of things it's kind of hard to keep up with so i like the idea of there being a platform that offers a little more of that in one place and then hopefully simplifies the use of that yeah um you know for those wearing it because that was another challenge was like i mean those things are only as good as your ability to keep them on or charge or whatever and yeah keep up the good work yeah keep up the good work um I just, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I've always felt an affinity for the elderly. I've been a, an 80-year-old woman since the age of 10. So I, I have a lot of heart for this one. Uh, coming up, you know, we've got Vendor next. And I got to tell you, my favorite startup names are those in which you need to buy a vowel. Uh, yeah. Vendor is missing that O, so V-E-N-D-R. But I'm going to assume that I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, CEO and co-founder Ryan New and CFO and COO Jason Quinn. It looks like they have, they've been doing some, they're hitting a really good market and they've raised $216 million. They are a leading SaaS buying and management platform. They help companies find, buy, and manage their stack, money back guaranteed. So, you know, software as a service, <laughs> there are a lot of options out there. There, there are so many. I, I feel like uh, sometimes it gets a little overwhelming. Yeah. I spend hundreds of thousands of dollars exactly. every year at full exactly. scale and all this. And you talk about the management of them. Oh my God. Oh my God. Like, so your business grows quickly. Yeah. And you get, you invariably, you're trying to avoid the a giant ball of rubber bands that you have to undo later. And, um, you know, I'd wish that I had looked at something like this a while ago. So, right? you know, they work with 1300 plus suppliers and I mean, it's real, it's real. Like I, you know, we just went through this whole, like, it was so time consuming to go through this at full scale. And by the way, we found we were spending a ton of money on stuff that no one was even using anymore. In fact, right. in some cases, and, and look, you might be thinking, oh man, that sounds like you just really disorganized. It's hard to keep up with when you it have like 300 employees, it man. It is yeah. like, the, like if they are all end up being these like singular line items, cause when it comes in, the charge comes in on your Amex card, it just says this and $23 or whatever. Yeah. And you know, it's like, I don't know. There's well, a lot to keep up the with. Line, there. And then you move on to the next thing because there you've got too much on your plate to manage this kind of stuff. So, so once again, we find ourselves with a really, really fantastic time-saving efficiency driven tool in the toolbox to help you do Matt DeCourcy, help you do what you do better and help our founders at home do what they do better. Right. Which is run and grow a business, not try to track Slack. Yeah. Subscriptions. Or I, Adobe. Yeah, let let us. Why Adobe? Why do I have so many Adobe charges? <laughs> it's true. I All don't right. know, man.
All right, and we're down to 13 of 13 here. And before I mention who that is, do you need to hire software engineers, testers, and leaders because full scale can help? They have, we have, I should say they, it's my company. <laughs> we have the people in the platform to help you build and manage a team of experts. When you visit fullscale.io, all you need to do is answer a few questions and let the platform match you up with fully vetted, high, highly experienced team of engineers, testers, and leaders. That's key. Finding good people, people, platform, and process. You got it all. Yeah. Fullscale.io to learn more. All right. Last company on the list, we've got Wonderment. And Wonderment is led by CEO and co-founder Jessica Mayer and co-founder Brian Wally. Okay, Wonderment provides order tracking solutions, notification updates, shipment reporting, analytics for Shopify and Plus stores. Um, Six million in funding and just uh, here in good old 2022. Um, but you know, I mean, basically Shopify and Shopify plus brands, um, who care about their customers use Wonderment to proactively communicate shipping delays and build a branded and post purchase experience. So this is a real deal, you know, like the, the, if you, if you ship stuff, um, like, you know, I once owned a business that would send out 50 to 200 FedExes a day. Yeah. FedEx and UPS. And the thing is, is like, there is no way on earth that you can individually and singularly manage whether those are, if those shipments have become quote problematic, why do they become problematic? Weather getting lost, um, a number of different things. Maybe someone the wasn't there. Of the supply chain just. <laughs> Well, I mean, the, the, it, that's not even the supply chain. That's like the almost like the last mile kind of thing. Like, and the thing is, is you can provide a, a great user experience both on the you know the UI and the UX, and provide a great product. But if you if it comes late or that whole delivery side is a fiasco, people aren't going to buy from you again. Right. So, you know, they're trying to prevent the "Where's my order?" drag. I mean, that's a real thing. Like, where's yeah. my order? And uh, yeah, so as they like to say, well, they want to deliver, they, they want to deliver delightful post-purchase experience. So, so me, I appreciate like, that. And, and I, I'm sure that you're a consumer like this as well, Matt. For me, like, I understand that there are going to be, there might be delays or there might be issues, but as long as a company communicates with me openly and proactively, I'm cool. I'm good. I still view that as having a positive user experience. So, so I, I think that this is a, is a game changer for those wanting to just create those really, really positive customer interactions, even when things aren't going great, you know? Yeah, it's easy to, it's, I mean, it's one thing to make a sale it, you can really blow it with, with a, a customer and a client, you know, Amazon changed the game when it came to expectation of delivery and well, we don't all, not every, not every business owner has those resources or wants to fully distribute through Amazon. So yeah, being able to have tools with that. All right. So that was 13 companies. I can't believe some of the funding on a few of those. Lucky Um, number 13. Yeah. Interesting. Who do you (laughs) like now that we're here at the end? Like who, who do you like? So I, I like two. And this is not on, this was not deliberate, but they're both ones that, you know, I talked about, but one screen.ai is still super compelling to me. Like that OOH advertising, you know, out to like, I would love to see that make a comeback. I just think that there's such an opportunity to, to create a, a seamless experience for folks who are looking for alternative advertising sources and new pa- pathways to customers. And then I, I really, really liked Dip Jar, man. Like, very selfishly, you know, I, I, I don't like asking for money on a good day. So if you can make it easier for me to ask for money and make the process better, I am a hundred percent in. You know, so, so I like the idea of you being. I like the idea of you being able to do that easier in the field. Yeah, well, because I mean, you know that I hate it. Like, it, it's yeah. it's the, my least favorite part. <laughs> I just think a lot of opportunities go unrealized. Yeah, when you don't take advantage of them right now. And, I, you know, I as I've gotten agree with you. Old, as I've gotten as my business has grown, I've gotten busier and busier. Like, I mean, I force myself to do things like now. 
because yeah. if they end up on the in the queue, who knows? Not happening. Yeah. All right, so I'm going with adept ID because that's a problem that's really close to home um, with sure. what I do and you know, like the rapidly growing number of people at full scale. I just have a, a strong appreciation for what they're doing because I think that you know, like when I get the feedback or input, you know, our employees, you know, want to hear more about about um, you know, hear more about how to improve and how yeah. to, you know, just, I don't know, there's a lot to it. Like well, what's and, the and career, it, what's the career path. And then yes. there, there are, there are gems on your, on your employee roster, people that, and we, you know, we've gotten a lot better at it at trying to identify people that are underutilized. Right. Um, what's easier to bring someone up in the organization or go out and find someone new. Yeah. No, I, I think that, that I, I did. I really liked Adept ID as well, because I mean, the fact is there's so many ways that you can transfer skills and cross train and figure out how to optimize, optimize your team. And, you know, it, whenever and wherever you're able to do that, you're just going to make your your overall mission and vision so much easier to achieve when you have the right people around you. You know, because you are excellent at finding the right people. Yeah. And, but I, that's also why they're my choice. Cause it's a, cha I mean, it's a challenge. It's really, yeah. it. it's a, you know, and, and the bigger your company gets, the harder it is to figure that out. So right. yeah, keep it up. Hey, Boston, good work. Well, mean, that was 13, was 13, could have been 30 and probably <laughs> should have been. So, you know, if your name wasn't on the list, I, we're sorry we overlooked you. We had to create a man. Maybe we need to create some AI that helps us I feel like that is an option because what I don't feel is an option is a startup hustle st top startups episode where we talk for more than like, like we, like imagine us trying to do 30. Of these. Oh, that'd be insane. Oh my God. We yeah. would die. <laughs> I mean, it's just a lot. It's a lot to come up with, you yeah. know, and to narrow, it was challenging to narrow this list down to where well, we did. Kudos so. to, the, to the startup hustle team for the work that they do to help identify oh, yeah. and, and figure out who these players are. Like, I love yep. talking about these startups, but Let's be honest, Matt, you and I, we show up and we talk. There's this whole team that's just killing it out there, making us look good. I don't just show up and talk. Oh, wait, I do. Yeah, I was like, uh, I I'm going to push back a little bit, sir. Well, I'm going to get out of here because I'm on my way to the Virgin Islands. So I will, are. I, will, uh, I will be working hard from the beach. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Startup Hustles brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time.